Hey, good morning, folks, and thank you for joining this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. I'm your host, Jacob Robry, and as always, I'd like to welcome you to the show this week. Um, hope everybody had a great Christmas. We're coming out of the Christmas break and a couple of days away from New Year's, and I think everybody's looking forward to 2021. Um, I know we are, and right now we are in full stride of the you know waterfowl season here in Louisiana and today guys um, it doesn't get more realistic and live action than where we're filming this from we're actually on a hunt this morning um, and I, as you can tell obviously if we have time to record this show um, the action must be pretty slow so um, I don't know about you guys, but I have to say I'm extremely, extremely disappointed in the second split of the season so far here in Louisiana. Um, we have had a really rough go of it, public land hunting here over the last uh, couple of weeks since it opened. Um, you know, the last show that we did, we uh, it was opening weekend of the second split here in Louisiana. And we, uh, you know, we were optimistic or, you know, we were hoping for the best, but the numbers and the reports of what what people were seeing out there just wasn't real good. They were saying there wasn't a whole lot of ducks here in Louisiana. And, uh, you know, you never know until you get out there. You just got to go out and you got to hunt. And we've talked about that on several episodes before. You, you got to get out in the field and just go. You can't always listen to the to whatever, you know, the numbers are that they're throwing out there because I've seen over the, over the years there's there's – seasons where you know it doesn't necessarily correlate to what they report whether it's a for the good or for the bad but uh you know we we weren't really sure what to expect and opening weekend we we headed over to our camp here at uh, sherbin wildlife management area um and i have to say opening weekend ended up being a pretty solid opening weekend um as far as the the number of birds that we saw that weekend and I really wanted to wait a week or two before we did another episode just to kind of get a, a get a good you know take on what we were seeing in the field. But um, since opening weekend, it has drastically went downhill, and it's been extremely disappointing to see um, the lack of birds here in the state right now, at least in the areas that we've hunted. Uh, which second split, most of the hunting we do is timber hunting here. Um, at Sherburn Management Area, which is where we are today. Um, we are literally, as we are recording this right now, uh, sitting in a timber hole. Um, it is right around 8.30 a.m. in the morning, and pretty much the only action that we've seen this morning is a, is a, a typical wood duck flight that you see in the morning. Um, but even the wood ducks now have got to the point where they're so accustomed to you know any kind of open water they're, they're pretty much not going to fly any kind of open water right now uh, because they know they've, they've probably been shot at some um, and they just know what areas to avoid like they probably do in many of the areas you guys are hunting um, now we're tucked away me and jackson are tucked away this morning in a, in a um, inside the timber um, which is where we've been seeing most of the wood duck action occur um, you know, and even this morning, we weren't able to get any good shots. Um, so we're pretty disappointed as far as that goes. We were hoping if we tug back in the timber a little bit more, we would have an opportunity to uh, maybe, you know, pick up a couple of wood ducks. But besides wood ducks, guys, um, 
just not a whole lot to report. Um, as far as second split typically goes here, um, where we hunt inside the timber, in this particular management area, um, second split has usually tra been traditionally pretty good for gadwall. Um, you'll pick up mallards. You know, years ago the mallard population was and hunting was a lot better here than it has been. Um, but that's not the case anymore. You're starting to see less mallards year after year. Um, you're also starting to, this year, for some reason, the gadwall haven't really showed up um, at all from first split to second split. Um, although first split, you know, when we first opened the coastal zone, I know had a lot of had a lot of gadwall. Um, I made a, a trip down to the coast and hunted Biloxi Marsh, as many of you have uh, heard me talk about on the show previously. And uh, we had a really good hunt down there. Lots of gray ducks, but since then it's diminished also in the marsh. You're not seeing nearly the numbers of gray ducks that uh, that you see um, or that we did see when the coastal zone opened up first split. Where have they gone? I really don't know. Um, I know a lot of guys have takes on that. And uh, a lot of guys, you know, believe that, you know, there's a million different reasons of what's causing it. But I could tell you this is probably the worst second split that i've experienced in years and they, although they haven't been very good over the last couple of years this is one of the worst uh right up along with 2018. um you know last year jackson you and i we we hunted the timber and we actually did pretty well back here um we killed a you know we had several hunts where we killed good numbers of gadwall you, you had your wood ducks um, even killed a couple of mallards and widgeon last year. And um, that's not the case this year so far, second split. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that's going to change, guys. I could already tell a lot of you are disgusted with the numbers uh, just by seeing the amount of hunters that are showing up now here at the reserve. Um, you know, we have a camp, like I mentioned, right here, um, right near the staging area on the south end of Sherman. And, uh, you know, several weeks ago, first split, even the first weekend in the second split, you had 10, 15 guys staging up in line just to uh, to make a hunt, um, get in line and try to get a, a particular hole. Well, the last two mornings that we've been here sleeping at the camp, um, hell, we first and second, and we're coming after 4 o'clock, you know, um, which is not usually the case, you know, especially when the hunting's good. Um, so you could tell a lot of guys have given up already um, and we just now at the end of December. So we still got a long way to go, um, four weeks to go or just a little over four weeks right now here in Louisiana before it closes down for the year. But, um, but guys, sit tight because, it, you know, it typically and traditionally it has gotten better in January, um, especially your puddle ducks and your mallards and your gads and uh, your widgeon stuff like that. Um, you know, it has it has traditionally always been a little bit better in January, um, and I know a lot of guys want those dates pushed back. As far as the season goes, they want to go ahead. They want to push back the season, and uh, and see you know if that makes a difference. Because a lot of guys say they they see uh, more ducks you know at the end of January. And, uh, you know, that's something that a lot of people have fought for for years, and it doesn't seem like they want to make those changes, um, you know, and there's a lot of politics that goes into that. But, uh, but you know, I really don't see that changing in the, in the future, or at least the near future for sure. But I did mention, you know, when we started out the first split, 
I'm sorry, the, uh, the opening weekend of the second split here, we hunted at Sherburn. And, uh, you know, we have contacts in, in Marksville. We hunt Marksville quite a bit. You've heard us talk about that on shows. I have, you know, friends that are hunting down in the marshes. Uh, so I got guys and, and contacts that, that hunt all over the place. Yeah, Red River. Um, you know, up around Spring Bayou, different areas. We got a lot of people that we know around the state, so we always getting reports from all over the place. And when we opened up the first opening weekend of the second split, there was a lot of uh, seemed like a good bit, a good number of birds down. In particular, teal, green wing teal numbers were, were pretty looking pretty good, at least here where we hunt at. Um, man, they had some big, big groups of of, of green wing teal that were out um and it made for some good hunts that first opening weekend but it seems like all of a sudden the teal just disappeared they got up uh left overnight i remember like it was lots of numbers one hunt the next day was like a light switch it had been flipped and uh, a lot of the teal just left the area and you started hearing guys from all across that we talked to saying yeah the teal left the teal you know there's less numbers of them right now and that's pretty much been the case um, since, you know, at least in, in the areas that we've hunted and, you know, we have friends that hunt across the state. Um, along with the remaining bit of gadwall that were around, it seems like those pretty much pushed out too. Um, I could tell you for a fact, um, you know, our camp here at Sherbin is right on the Whiskey Bay Pilot Channel. So it's right on the river itself. And, uh, you know, Jackson and I were here at the camp last weekend, and we, we noticed about 12, 31 o'clock, uh, Jackson noticed a flock of birds that uh, flew over the treetops, and they were going toward the river. So he just happened to get up and, you know, uh, walk over to where the river edge is and to take a look. And lo and behold, whenever he got um, to where the river's at, they had literally thousands of ducks sitting on the middle of the river um, that were coming in they had birds locking up and i'm talking divers puddle ducks um it was a, it was just everything um and what what was happening was they have tugboats that were coming up the river and down the river and those birds uh, like i said there was probably you know a thousand to fifteen hundred birds just you know rafted up in the middle of the river and those tugboats push them down river and as those tugboats approach them they kind of get up the big group gets up and they'll fly 20 30 50 yards in front of the tug and just go straight back down and land in the river and float the river so over the last couple of years we've noticed that you know obviously it, it, the major rivers like the Chafalaya, the mississippi and all your major rivers uh serve as a uh, highway for the birds to travel you know, so that's not something that's uncommon, but we've experienced that uh, firsthand over the last couple of years, just watching these birds use the river system. Now, a lot of guys will say, well, hell, why don't you hunt the river? And, and I'm sure there's a way definitely to figure it out and do it, guys, but we are not uh, set up really for it because the problem I see with that is, you know, A, it seems like they stay in the middle of the river. They don't They don't tend to go to the sandbars a whole lot that you see, especially here on the Chafalaya River from what I've experienced and witnessed. Um, they stay in the middle of the river, which makes it hard for us to, to you know, use decoys and set up and stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's a major issue. And then if you were to hunt a sandbar, 
Um, you know, and you shoot a bird, you constantly having to go immediately chase that bird down the river because of the current. And those of you who are familiar with the Chafalaya River, you know there's quite a bit of current that pushes through the Chafalaya. Um, so that can make it really challenging as a, you know, to waterfowl hunt it. Now, if, if these birds were congregating, you know, right off of the river in some of the backwater areas, which there is lots of holes off of the river, Mississippi and Atchafalaya, that you could get birds into, um, that, that changes it and makes it a whole lot easier to hunt it and target those birds. But when they're rafting up in the middle of the river, and, you know, and you're having to compete with 1,500, you know, birds that are rafted up in the middle of the river, it's hard to put a decoy spread out on the river and hunt the river. So, you know, the next best thing is hunting the reserve, which is right off the river, or hunting some of those potholes that are right off the river. And that's something that we've been trying to target on and focus on this season, um, which so far to no prevail has, has worked out for us a whole lot. And, you know, those birds are there one day, like I mentioned, on the river, and then you'll go the next day and you don't see a single bird on the river. So they, they're moving constantly right now. Um, we see them traveling the Chafalaya River just from the camp. Um, you know, they'll head south one day down the river, and it, and it seems like another day they headed back up north. Um, so I don't know if the, if the majority of these birds are just moving back up north or what the deal is, but we definitely see, you know, from day to day it changes um, the, the flight pattern on the river for sure. Um, so, you know, since, like I said, opening weekend, it has definitely went downhill. I think a lot of you guys who are listening to the show, um, you've also, you've also probably seen that. And as I was talking, uh, I was about to stop because it looked like a, I thought I saw a wood duck coming through right there. But it wasn't a wood duck. But uh, but I think a lot of you guys have probably seen the numbers decline in the areas you're hunting. Um, but we'd love to know, you know, if if you guys all all the time contact us on, on social media, on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We we share a lot of pictures. We share a lot of stories with y'all, and y'all do the same with us. Um, we get a lot of we get a lot of reports. Even yeah, TikTok. Jackson was mentioning. We we communicate with y'all many different ways which makes it, you know, awesome to do with the, the capability of social media. But um, we'd love to hear what you guys are seeing in your areas, even if it's out of state, if you're in Mississippi or, you know, any of the surrounding areas. We'd love to hear a report of what you guys are seeing out there. Are you still seeing, you know, birds or has it just dropped off drastically like it has for us here in Louisiana? Um, as we are talking right now, we are standing in a timber hole, like I mentioned, uh, we have waders on and we're this just a beautiful beautiful hole in the middle of the woods that that should have birds if we had populations of birds um, over the you know years we've we've had some really successful hunts in this area um, and and it's sad guys because you look at the skies and there's no movement whatsoever um, we have a beautiful you know 40 45 degree morning sunshine you know, in the timber, a little bit of breeze blowing, and those of you who hunt timber, you would you would say to yourself, it's it's perfect morning for mallards and <clears throat> gadwall and a lot of your puddle ducks, and you just do not see it. They're they're, they're non-existent pretty much. Um, Jackson, we actually got to the point where Jackson a while ago he uh he saw a squirrel right behind us. So Jackson, you went after you went after that squirrel. I went after that thing. I got I I, I jumped in the water. 
with my gun and I started slowly walking towards it and then he looked at me and then he kind of ran away and then I was like well dang it I didn't get him and then all of a sudden I saw a branch move saw him again so I just stayed there <laughs> and, then, and then he and then he went down the tree all the way to the water then went back up then he jumped on a tree then he jumped on another tree I shot him ow I missed and apparently that squirrel has never been shot at before because when I shot, he stayed there. No, they probably haven't seen a whole lot of activity back as far back as we are in the swamp and right I now. I just saw a piece of fuzz on the on the tree limb, and I was like, well, maybe that's just like some fur from it from when I shot him. So maybe I did hit him, but then all of a sudden I saw it move. So I shot it again, and then he's just hanging on his two on his two little paws. He's hanging, he's hanging. I shot, and then I just saw him drop and hit the water. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the whole thing, and uh, Jackson, we saw the squirrel behind us. Um, we're we're actually on a little island right here in the middle of the swamp, and uh, we I saw I spotted this squirrel that jumped and was eating up in a cypress uh, cypress tree, and I, I showed him to Jackson, and Jackson's like, "Dad, can I go after him?" You know, and normally during a, a duck hunt like this, I'd be like, "No, you know, let's wait till afterwards or whatever." You said no. I, I did at first, yeah, just to try to stay quiet but uh but hell guys there's so little action on the flight this morning i told him i said i you know i want to give him some opportunity to have a little bit of fun and uh i told him i said go ahead go after him and sure enough he crept him and uh got a good shot on him and he got him so uh we were laughing because we said hell it's almost to the point where uh you know we're gonna have to go back to squirrel hunting um you know before the season's over so just to have put a little bit of meat in the freezer and have some fun and have some action because uh, we are big squirrel hunters. Um, those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you already know that. Um, you've heard us talk about, you know, squirrel hunting and our history and traditions of squirrel hunting growing up. And uh, But, you know, once waterfowl season comes around, we usually hang it up and it's pretty much waterfowl from there on out. Uh, but, God, it has been so slow, Jackson, we may have to – go back to making a few squirrel hunts before the season's over or stick to deer hunting yeah well or stick to deer hunting you i'm not a deer hunter but jackson for those of you who aren't familiar with jackson he is a um he he's a hell of a deer hunter i have to admit his uh his grandfather and his uncle are big huge deer hunters and they are very good deer hunters and uh he gets to hunt with them He'll make a couple of hunts a year, and usually Jackson goes on one hunt with them, and, and it seems like every year he gets a deer. So how many deer have you killed now? Three. <clears throat> three. Three or four? When I asked um, Papa, he said three. Okay, so three. You went three years, and you caught, killed three deer. Or I think you might be up to four now with the one this year, I actually. I, I think I did. Yeah, I think this was number four this year, so... You know, he started hunting with them three or four years ago, and every year he put it, pretty much put some meat in the freezer because he, he, he has a horseshoe up, you know, <clears throat> on him when he goes hunting, and he, he does really well, and he always seems to see something and be able to get him a deer, so that's good. And if y'all follow me on Instagram, y'all see the pictures of the deer. Uh, what's, what's your name on Instagram for them to follow you if they're interested? X Hunter with four R's. X Hunter with four R's. X Hunter. So y'all check check Jackson out on the Instagram. He's he's throwing himself a little plug there, but check him out on Instagram. He puts a lot of uh, pictures, you know, from him hunting and fishing and stuff like that. And uh, you could follow him on Instagram at X Hunter. 
And uh, that's Hunter with three R's. Four R's. Or four R's, I'm sorry. So X Hunter with four R's. So check him out. He, uh, he puts a lot of content. Give him a like. Give him a follow. I'm sure he would really appreciate it. Um, you know, and just like we do, guys, if you've stumbled upon us for the first time and you're hearing this show, how many podcasts do you get live directly from the Duck Blonde? <laughs> Whenever, um, that's about as up to minute of a report as you could get. So I, I told Jackson, I said, it's so slow. I said, we're going to go ahead. I said, we're going to hit, hit the record button and we're going to do an episode this week because we've been wanting to do a follow-up episode uh, since the opener of the second split. And uh, I really wish I could give you guys something to uh, to look forward to. I hope if you are listening to the show and you've been hunting a lot, I hope you've been having a lot more success than we have. But, uh, you know, if you listen to one, the previous episodes that we did, you know, coming out of first split, we had a pretty solid first split if, uh, here in Louisiana. Um, we were sitting right around 44 birds, um, and it's just me and Jackson and maybe one friend that hunts together the majority of the time. And uh, we, I think we were sitting right around 44 or 48 birds. Um, and, and honestly, since then, it hasn't been a whole lot added to that number, so it's, it's been pretty pathetic, the second split. But, uh, but we're going to keep at it. We're going to keep uh, trucking along through January before we put it up and we start doing some fishing. Um, Usually come February, we're going to be tearing up those big saccolae and those, uh, or those white perch or crappie, for those of you who call it different names. Y'all can, can go smack <coughs> them in Blonde River. I'm going to go smack them in my pond. There you go. Jackson got himself a John boat, so he uh, he's ready to go tear them up in the pond. Uh, Last year, whenever we were fishing for them saccolae, you didn't even have to cast. You could drop it by the bank, and in two seconds, your cork would go under, and you pull up a, like a two-pound saccolae. Yeah, when they in that spawn, the action's pretty good usually, and... Yeah, you honestly that's the best time of the year for us in our neighborhood pond um, we try to keep it stocked we'll go fishing during the, you know the summer and we'll bring some fish back and stock it for the kids and uh come february they, they usually it's on pretty good so looking forward to that i know he is he was just talking about it a while ago and that'll that'll do some bass fishing and we'll We'll be ready to kick off 2021 here in a couple of weeks. Uh, everybody will be back to work full time, and hopefully, you get this old uh, this old virus out of the way for 2021. And we got a lot of you know good stuff to look forward to. Um, I know a lot of us will be ready for hunting season and start prepping for next hunting season after it's over. So, um, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much what we what we seeing out in the field right now. Um, as far as the, the, like I said, the habitat and everything, it looks real good. You know, like where we standing right now, it's beautiful. Um, you know, it's real healthy. They got some, some nice forage in here for the birds. Um, there's a lot of duck seed. True, the, you know, that true light green duck seed, which a lot of your gadwall, your wood ducks, um, the mallards, they, they tend to come in here. They don't mind that stuff at all. They will land in here and they'll eat. It'll sound like a machine gun going off whenever they feeding in here. Um, over the, over years of hunting in here, I, I've, I've seen them, you know, where we jump them up or, you know, you turn off the motor and, uh, you just kind of listen and you can hear them eating and they'll, they'll go after that duck seed pretty heavy sometimes. Um, so the foraging, you know, is real good. Um, I did mention in, in one of the last episodes that we did, um, there's the, the big concern for invasive species throughout the state, everywhere I've hunted this year, that has been an issue. Um, with salvania whether it's you know giant salvania or your smaller salvania and a lot of water hyacinth um, 
you know what's crazy is we still got leaves on the trees in some areas um that hasn't changed a whole lot and we we now getting ready to head into january guys and you still see leaves on some of the trees um you know i can't remember the last time it was like that so that has to tell me that it's been overall pretty mild or you know um you know of a winter um we haven't had any real big hard freezes hardly at all <laughs> we did have a tornado the other day hit our our our, our home um, we got some bad weather that came through with a front and actually had a tornado hit our house the other day. Um, but thank God, nothing major was damaged. Uh, just a lot of debris and stuff like that. So it's been a crazy year altogether, 2020. And, and y'all know that, um, from all the, the hurricanes we had here down in Louisiana to, you know, all the damn Corona stuff and all that type of stuff, it has been an absolute crazy year, but, um, you know, I, it seems like it, it the hunting that kind of trickled down to the hunting, just not real good. Um, I know a lot of guys that are deer hunting, they complain and they're not seeing the deer that they normally see, you know. Um, so that's that's also something that just seems like it hadn't been a great year altogether. But um, yeah, we got we got some plans, we got some future plans. Um, Jared, um, who's a, a member of the Last Stop Waterfowl crew, um, you, you guys probably if you've listened to previous episodes you know jared we had him on he's actually up in oklahoma right now they uh they hit the road the day after christmas and they are in oklahoma right now doing some hunting some waterfowl hunting um and they had a he sent me some pictures from there uh, when they got there they drove up straight up there made a hunt and opening morning they, they stacked the birds so we'll have Jared on. We'll probably do a podcast episode here in the next week or two. We'll try to get Jared on with us, and we'll uh, kind of tell you a little bit about his trip to Oklahoma, uh, how it panned out, kind of what they saw up there. Um, he had a, a trip earlier this year where they went to uh, Missouri, or I'm sorry, Kansas, and um, had a real successful trip up to Kansas. So Jared, Jared kind of figured it out over the last couple of years. I have to hand it to him. He um, – he decided, hey, we don't kill the birds down here in Louisiana like we used to. You know, he, Jared's a, a newlywed. He's, you know, no kids. He, he's a young man. He could hit the road and just, you know, take some road trips and make some, you know, some some uh, memorable hunts in other areas. And that's what he's decided to do over the last couple of years. And I have to hand it to him. Um, man, I'm, I'm jealous of it, I have to say. He's, he's figured it out. And uh, it's really paid off for him. So, I like hearing, you know, his stories when he takes these trips to these other states. Um, he sees stuff that we don't experience here in Louisiana. Um, you know, he can fill us in on kind of what they see as far as the migration, what it's looking like, um, you know, what what species are showing up in those areas. Um, and it, most of the stuff that they hunting is public land. They do their research. He gets on uh, he gets online and he does some research and he goes out there and he finds, you know, public land areas to go hunt. Um, and they, and they go and they hunt them and they, they, you know, they'll haul boats up there or, you know, and bring them with them or they'll, they'll, they actually in layout blinds this week, which, you know, not many people in Louisiana own a layout blind for the most part, but they out there in layout blinds and they're hunting, uh, hunting some little small bodies of water. And it looked like from the pictures he sent me so far, it's really paid off. And, uh, you know, which also brings up another point, not to keep it going too long, but you know, we were talking about a lot of the hunting shows and stuff like that we watch. You know, we've been growing up, 41 years old, uh, been growing up from 
the old TNN days where you used to watch you build answers and all you fishing and buck buck masters and all your hunting shows and stuff like that. And guys, I, we were talking the other day about these hunting shows that you see now um, that are you know playing. You know most of the most of the shows now that I've noticed the majority of these shows are showing birds being killed. And everyone that's, you know, being killed or every one of these hunts that's being filmed is over flooded corn. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, you know, so much or if you're just watching, you know. But they pretty much, most of these shows now, they have to film and where the birds are and it's mostly over flooded corn. So that's something that caught my attention. Um, and then one of my buddies was talking about it. He mentioned that the other day. He said, man, when's the last time you watched... Uh, um, a waterfowl show where they weren't hunting over flooded corn and i said hey i said I, I agree i said i actually mentioned that to somebody else uh about a month ago um you used to never see that you know that's something that was rare to see uh but now it's pretty much the norm you know in order for them to film shows and have enough footage acquire enough footage they have to go where the birds are and the majority of the birds guys are flooded corn that's where they are you know um so when they start the controversy starts with corn and this and that i could tell you they that that's a key factor to you know a successful hunt whether or not they're gonna have success when they got that flooded corn it it, it just works that combination the birds want it um i think that has a huge um factor in birds migrating down the flyway you know mother nature of course is gonna have you know her say in it but uh, you know the the corn in my opinion that's a big big key factor of why birds are not leaving and not you know necessarily heading down the flyway um you know they could say well it's got to freeze if it freezes they leave hell you see you see and hear stories of it freezing and you know they not leaving um they'll they might move a little bit down the flyway and then they ride back up as soon as they get a little south wind or a warm front come through so you know that's that there's you could go on for days on that old controversy uh but i i truly believe myself and it's just my personal opinion i think a lot of the flood of corn has a lot to do with it for sure um uh, and things have just changed you know that's but when you say things have changed that's that's some of the things that have changed um uh, so is that the main reason? Not necessarily. Is that a reason uh, or a factor, contributing factor? I think it definitely is. Because, um, man, it, it just, you know, it's not, like, it's not like it was. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say that term. But, guys, you know, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be like it was. So if you were blessed enough to experience some of the good days like I was, you know, in my age group, it's a – I just don't think you're ever going to see that again. Um, and if you're new to waterfowl hunting, the norm has changed. It has definitely changed and shifted. Um, you know, what used to be going after limits, now, I mean, you can't judge the success of a hunt by a limit anymore. Because if you hunt public land specifically, and me and Troy were talking about this the other day, Troy, my buddy Troy Fontenot, um, it's just changed, you know, you don't go out, we don't go after a limit so much anymore. Um, we, we're, we're grinding just to get, you know, three to five birds. If you kill five birds, you've had a successful hunt on public land here in Louisiana over the last several years. And, uh, and you may disagree with that. You may be in an area and you say, hell, we limit out all the time. 
Um, I can tell you, I know a lot of people that waterfowl hunt just like we do. And uh, if they're hunting public land, you don't limit out every time or even the majority of the time in most cases from what I, I've experienced and what I've seen. Um, that's just keeping it real, you know, being honest with you. That's, that's keeping it honest. That's keeping it real. Um, we have had more zeros this year than I've had in, you know, the last couple of years, um, you know, even dating back to 2018. And, you know, we have to be honest with you. You know, when we give guys reports and we give all of you a report on what we're seeing, um, are we bad hunters because we zeroed? Not necessarily. You know, that's not necessarily the case. Are we, you know, are we not doing our homework? I could promise you that's not the case because we scout nonstop. We are always, always looking around. Um, you know, we put in our time. Like we've talked about on, on previous episodes, we do a lot of scouting. Um, sometimes you just they're just not there, guys. Some years they're just not there. And that tends to be the, the case this year, like I mentioned. And um, and you gotta you gotta go to different alternatives and different plans if you're gonna be that guy who's chasing a limit and getting a successful limit just about uh, the majority of your hunts. One thing we mentioned is that you got to hunt if you want to be successful and try to get limits the majority of the time. You got to be able to hunt almost every day. That's something I've learned uh, because one day they're there, the next day you can you can you get it where there's nothing, you know. Um, so those successful days, if you want to make sure you hit those days, you have to be there pretty much every day. And another alternative, which I have to hand it to, I mentioned Jared a while ago figuring it out, you know, is my buddy Troy Fontenot. Y'all, y'all been introduced to Troy before. He's been on the show with us if, uh, if y'all have listened to some of the previous podcasts. Um, you know, Troy, well, going into the second split, he told me, he said, Jacob, he said, uh, he said, I don't think the numbers are there. He said, I don't think we have ducks in Louisiana, um, you know, as far as, you know, the majority, we're talking puddle ducks and, you know, your divers and stuff. He don't do a lot of diver hunting, but it's mostly puddle ducks um, that he hunts and targets. And he said, I just don't believe that we have the birds this year at all. I don't think they're going to show up. I really just don't think it's going to be a good second split. He said, I'm going to focus my time and my energy on wood duck hunting. And, uh, and that's what he has done. And he has been blessed to where he figured out and scouted out a spot um, up around North Louisiana or, or let me not say North Louisiana, but the central part of the state without giving up where this place is, that he has figured it out uh, and been able to put together birds pretty much every time he goes. Um, he, he's hunting wood ducks. He don't. He ain't hunting over decoys. He he ditched hunting over decoys, uh, you know, for the second split, and he he basically found a wood duck hole, which is not necessarily a roost, but it's an area that holds a lot of wood ducks. And he's been smart about the way he's approached it. He hasn't gone in there and blasted, you know, every day and shot it up and you know bringing people with him and them shooting and all that stuff. It's pretty much him, or him and a buddy. They go every morning i talked to him this morning right before i hopped on on the uh recording here on this episode and he had his three wood ducks this morning you know and that's pretty much been consistent for him just about every time he goes he doesn't hunt it every day the area he's hunting um just so he don't blow all those birds out of there um but he's really done it right and he figured it out when i probably should have listened more to him and uh and kind of followed that same you know blueprint um 
you know, now, like yesterday, me and Jackson, we went walking. Um, the wood ducks are in the woods this year, guys. I mean, they are in the timber. Um, you know, which wood ducks stay in the timber, you might say. But, you know, as far as open water areas, you can forget it. Um, you know, but they are in the woods. We've got a lot of rainfall lately over the last month, month and a half. Um, and a lot of the woods have, have flooded. So they in there, they in the woods, they're eating acorns. Um, and they, they tearing up sections of acorns, you know, pretty fast. But if you could catch an area like that, you know, he told me, he said, that's where they are. He said, uh, and you could have some successful hunts. It's just not the, you know, hunting over decoys, you know, waiting on mallards, waiting on guy wall, um, that type of hunt. You know, it's a different type of hunt. But hell, I mean, he, he's at home, you know, he goes, he kills his three wood ducks. And then he's back at home for 8.30, you know, 8, 8.30. And, and, I mean, he got the rest of his day to do what he wants to do. And he's not sitting in the woods, you know, grinding it out and just waiting, uh, praying that you get some birds in. So, um, he, I have to hand it to him. He did it right. Um, and it's really paid off for him. So, you know, maybe that's something that if you listen to this, you take that advice. And maybe you kind of have an area that you know that holds some wood ducks traditionally. You could focus on that. You could go out there and kill some wood ducks and, you know, at least savage the second half of the season if you're not having success hunting over decoys or something. Um, me and Jackson, what we're probably going to do is we don't have a, a wood duck holding area that we know, um, you know, back home in Ascension Parish that we hunt. Um, so we may focus on a, a little area in um, Moripal Swamp Wildlife Management Area that has held some wood ducks because that's pretty much the majority of what Marpaw Swamp will hold nowadays is wood ducks when you do talk about duck hunting in Marpaw Swamp. Um, so we're going to check that out. We were talking about that a while ago. And then we'll, we'll probably head over to another little area in Manchac Wildlife Management Area that, uh, that typically has been pretty good second split for us over the years. Um, like I said, the only thing that scares me is we haven't had a whole lot of good reports from the marsh but um, this area is a, is a freshwater marsh that tends to you know bring and house the several different species so we're gonna check that out probably uh, because it's just not working out in the timber so far so we're gonna do that but uh but yeah guys we did want to hop on we wanted to uh wanted to share our experiences with you we wanted to get wait a little bit like i said before um you know, after opening weekend in order to give you an accurate report, have some hunts under our belt and uh, and kind of let you guys see what we're seeing. Um, like I mentioned, I hope it's a lot better for y'all. Um, but from what I'm hearing, the reports, uh, everybody I'm talking to, we're pretty much all in the same boat, uh, you know, for the majority of us right now. But that don't mean hang it up. We're going to keep plugging away at it to the, uh, to the end of the month or the end of January. And we'll see how it ends up turning out. But uh, so far, it's it's looking and kind of mimicking 2018 from uh, what a lot of you remember probably. But uh, guys, like I said, I do appreciate y'all tuning in to this episode. This is kind of a unique episode we did. And the whole time we've been talking and I've been talking, I've been, I've been kind of looking around the skies and it is completely dead. But uh, this is a... a kind of a, a neat idea jackson said man we need to do a podcast that while we're sitting here just staring at the sky and 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 kind of touch base with all our all our listeners and i i really enjoyed it uh so i hope you guys did too um if you're out there right now hunting or you're in the truck heading back from hunting i hope you uh, you had a good hunt and uh hopefully we'll wrap up 
2020 season with a little bit better uh, next couple of weeks. But um, guys, check us out also on social media. If, like I mentioned, if you have stumbled upon us for the first time, you're not familiar with us, but you like listening to the content, check us out on Facebook at Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Also on YouTube, we have a lot of videos we post, little vlog videos and some longer videos that we do from our experiences in the outdoors. Also on Instagram, a lot of photos we have up there. You can communicate uh, with us on Instagram. And also TikTok. So we enjoy TikTok. Jackson uh, Jackson kind of handles that for us as far as the TikTok stuff goes. So we're on social media. We have a presence on there. And I'd also like to thank our sponsors, as always. At the beginning of the show, you heard about Anchor.fm. Huge shout-out to Anchor FM for hosting our podcast. Without Anchor, we wouldn't be able to make this possible. They, they host it. They monetize. They distribute it to all your favorite streaming platforms. So you can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. So thank you to Anchor.fm. And also another one of our great sponsors is Beaver Creek Game Calls. Check out Beaver Creek Game Calls, Patrick Erkfitz, and the guys at Beaver Creek. They will make you a custom duck call or goose. Patrick does deer calls, wood duck calls, um, pretty much anything call-wise. Give Patrick Erkfitz a, a, a call or message him online at Beaver Creek Game Calls. Check him out on social media. Hand-tuned, custom-designed calls to match your needs, your wants. We just got a, a, a call in for Jared before he left for Oklahoma. Um, a brand-new goose call that Patrick built for him. Absolutely beautiful um, and sounded great. So look those guys up. They're a great sponsor of ours. We use their calls along with a couple of other different ones um, on, our, on our strap and our lanyard and you will not be disappointed that's beavercreekgamecalls.com check them out guys well that's it for this week until next time we're gonna finish up this hunt here guys and hopefully uh we'll have some better news for you next time we talk but until next time this is jacob with last stop waterfowl outdoors signing off and wishing you all a great day y'all take it easy <laughs>